Welcome to Relief Talk. I am Ambassador Curtis Ward. In my introduction to episode one, Caribbean Women Leading from the Front, part one, I referenced a number of phenomenal Caribbean women who are leading from the front. Dr. Clarissa Etienne, Director of PAL. Dr. Carla Burnett, Secretary General of CARICOM. Barbados Prime Minister, Honorable Mia Amor Motley. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkan, and the recently appointed head of the Jamaica Defense Force, Rear Admiral Antoinette Remus Gorman, the first female head of a Caribbean military force, first in the Americas, and only the second in the entire world. After 60 years of Caribbean independence, this giant step for women, leadership in the region was long overdue. This episode of Caribbean women leading from the front continues the conversations with five Caribbean professional women in the diaspora, whom I asked to serve to share their perspectives on the importance of women leadership across all spectrum of Caribbean society, one-on-one with me on Real Talk. My special guest on this episode is Dr. Karen Dunkley, a public intellectual, social advocate, strategist, and internationally recognized educator. Dr. Dunkley's service as an educator includes as a deputy superintendent, a principal, teacher and coach. She is the founder, principal and CEO of KND Consulting LLC, an organizational leadership and development company specializing in advancing individuals and corporations, capacities and competencies to ensure equity, access, diversity, inclusion and excellence aligned with core strategic goals. Dr. Dunkley loves working with people and supports many organizations dedicated to human empowerment and development. Under her leadership as the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council Northeast, USA representative, she has activated a number of working groups to contribute to Jamaica's national development. Dr. Dunkley also serves as the chair of the Global People Work Group. She has received a number of prestigious awards for her work and service. She recently served on the education transition team for Mayor Eric Adams in New York City. Dr. Karen Dunkley, welcome to Real Talk. Thank you so much, Ambassador Curtis Ward. Let me congratulate you on your podcast, Real Talk. I said to you, Ambassador, you're always inspiring us. And just your writings, the word post, and your contributions, your intellectual contributions are just magnificent. So thank you for having me. Congratulations on your podcast, Real Talk. Thanks for your compliments, but I want 
to emphasize that this, this broadcast is about women leading, Caribbean women leading from the front. And, and um, again, I thank you for um, coming to share your perspective with us. Now, I want to get into sort of zeroing in on the ascension of Rear Admiral Antoinette Remus Gorman to head up the Jamaican Defense Force. But before I do that, please share with us, share with us how you have reached where you are today, coming out of your childhood years in Jamaica, because I want this message to resonate with girls and young women in Jamaica and across the Caribbean of what is achievable if you grab onto the opportunities and chances that you get. And tell me a little bit more of those early years back in Jamaica. What, what a great question and a great place to start. And what an irony that here you are, Caribbean women leading from the front, as a man, no less, a giant in our community, but you're the one that is presenting and celebrating. So that is not lost on me, Ambassador Ward. And I am here precisely because of individuals such as yourself who have championed women and the empowerment and the investment in women. Certainly beginning with my own mother, growing up in Ensom City, Spanish Town. Jamaica, Mrs. Barbara Carmita Dunkley. Boyne is her maiden name. Just really instilling in my sister, Heather and I, that as women, that we could still be powerful, intelligent, affirming that we were just not objects, but that we were full of potential and substance and being carried on the shoulders of other women mentors. Mentorship is critical, being I would say cultivated and nurtured with a critical friend peer group. So I am here today because I've had the pouring, the investment of so many other women, whether it's in my personal, my professional life, through my church, my faith community, through my, I am going to call it my civic community when I was in Key Club. And in my professional, I think about my mentors, my first principal ever, Dr. Renee Young, Community School 21 in Brooklyn, Dr. Arlene Ackerman, God bless her soul, my professor of practice, of practice at Columbia University, and Dr. Penny Nixon, and my good peer communities. I can't call all their names like McKinge Gilliam. So we have had women invest in us, and we have been carried. I mean, think about for me, I have always thought about Nanny of the Maroons, and Nanny is actually an affectionate term from Nana, right? And so we call her Nanny of the Maroons, but she actually has a real name <laughs> or, you know, a name um, that is her own, unique to her. And this is why I'm where I am. So it's my sisters. I've got all my sisters with me. It's, it's that. That's why I'm here today. Wonderful. You know, um, women across the Caribbean are taking on leadership roles, difficult roles. I can think of, for instance, as I mentioned earlier in my introduction to this podcast, 
the director of FAO. I can think of the new Secretary General of CARICOM. I can think of Prime Minister Miramati of Barbados. And now in Jamaica, the first woman ever to head up the Jamaica Defense Force has taken over. And the excitement that she has generated gives us some hope that perhaps we can now see some new energy, some new kind of thinking in dealing with crime and security in Jamaica and across the Caribbean. But from the perspective of a woman, how do you see this elevation, this achievement? Because nobody put her there. She achieved that by her hard work and her intelligence and her dedication. How do you see this as a good example for the children growing up? and being educated in, the, in, in, in ways which raise lots of questions to in Jamaica and elsewhere in the Caribbean? I think that the appointment of this, this phenomenal woman, Antoinette Wems Gorman, has really opened our hearts and our minds about what is possible, especially for young women, because Ambassador, we live in a society where that now, because of the social media, has such emphasis on the objectification of women. And here you have a woman who has served brilliantly. If you look at her career in the very high level positions and no need to enumerate them, they're right there, they speak for themselves. She served with distinction. And I think that what this means for us is, number one, that a woman changes things. I think that that is biblical, right? And you mentioned crime and citizen security. They said if we want to change something, if we want to breathe and inject new spirit, new life, new energy, then you need what we call the woman's touch. You need that feminine touch. And I have no doubt that you have a woman who is brilliant, whose work ethic is simply bar none. And we are saying to young women that in Ambassador Ward, she's doing this in defense. It's a traditionally patriarchal industry. Globally, you find very few women in the military, very few women serving in the armed forces or any of the forces, right? And she has risen to the top. So I would say, and I know you said that she did this on her own in a sense that this is her achievement, but I think all women were owning this achievement because she's standing on the shoulders of the belief system that number one, she can, her can do and will do. And she's also standing on the belief system of performance that we will go in and we will do an excellent job. I like to say that we will be so excellent, we cannot be denied. And that is what this means for me. It means that women and young girls can actually not just dream big dreams, but can put in place an action plan of how to achieve what it is that they would like to do, especially in hard to penetrate areas. 
For us, this phenomenal woman, Antoinette Webbs Gorman, is in the military. But in STEM, when we look at women now breaking what we call the glass ceiling in the science, the technology, the engineering, and the math fields, when we look at women, you mentioned Mia Motley, she has become what I describe as a courage, a, a personality of courage within the region. This is an inspiration that will persist for years. And I personally, I am overwhelmed. My heart was full. Ambassador, I must be so honest. I did not even, I've never heard of her prior to her appointment. And I said, shame on me that here you had this absolutely fantastic, dedicated professional leading in her in industry. And so she is not invisible anymore. No more hidden figures. So really excited. That's a very important point you just made because I didn't know anything about her before either. And once this came to the public knowledge, I started looking at her career path and, you know, she she has done extremely well. She actually have graduated from Naval um, Training, Officer Training in England and the Naval War College here in the United States. And, it, it, you know, to get into Naval War College in the United States is not easy. Uh, and that is something that um, she has she has done. Um, as an educator, as an educator, you know, there was a recent um, report by Professor Arlanda Patterson. We're not going to go into that report, no. That's for another discussion. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But women achieving these great heights, not just in Jamaica, across the Caribbean. The head of PAHO is from Dominica. The Secretary General of CARICOM is from Belize. We're talking about Mia Motley in, in Barbados. We're talking about Remus Gorman in Jamaica, and so on and so forth. Does our education system really teach our young girls about these kinds of achievements that they should strive for? If not, why not? Uh, and I, you only have two minutes. Only two minutes. Well, at the end of the day, we know that we have an education system, an education system that, that remains steeped in patriarchy, in perpetuating patriarchal systems. Even though, interestingly, across the globe, we find that more women are entering tertiary education and actually outperforming men and actually persisting to graduate tertiary. But in terms of, again, the teaching, raising awareness and visibility of these what I would call absolutely inspirational figures where we should have case studies and we should have philosophical studies on exactly their ideology. Look for again at this phenomenal Antoinette Wes Gorman, Wems Gorman, in terms of her contributions to maritime. And I remember with the founding of the Maritime University and what that meant for the region and for access in Jamaica. So I think that we need to decolonize our education spaces. We need to think about and uplift the women in our region who look like us, who reflect our images of excellence and success. 
and embed them in our curriculum because there is an explicit and a hidden curriculum. And the fact that we have them nowhere, it means then that they're not visible or accessible to our children. If I did not know, and I consider myself ambassador someone, I'm not erudite such as yourself, oh. but I consider myself someone who remains reflective and seeks and is a persistent lifelong learner. I think that we have a responsibility and it's really a call to action for us as educators to ensure that we lift these individuals. And what I would like to say is uh, the Africans have this saying that in order for women to be successful, that we need to be able to remind each sister of the songs. And we need to be able to play our sister's songs back to them and play the words back to them in case they forget the words. So in case you forget the words that you could be a mere motley, you need to have someone there to play that song back to you. If you forget the words that you could be uh, Dr. Etienne, you need someone who's able to play the words of your song back to you. And our education system needs to find a way we can play the words back for our children or young girls within the system, their songs so they could remember who they are and achieve their highest potential. I'm into that. And that is why I said earlier, Dr. Donkey, that you and I have to have a more extensive conversation on a number of these topics. And I, I, I'm really appreciative of you coming to participate with me on Real Talk today and that was real talk. Thank you so much. And until next time, when we get together again, all the best to you. Thank you so much, Ambassador. Curtis Ward, walk good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.